Welcome to the Burgundy Blues Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey to obtain the coveted Burgundy Jacket. I'm Mackenzie Smith, joined again tonight by Colton Sullivan. Week 9 is in the books. We're done with that. How's it going tonight, Colton? Done with week 9. Done with week 9, and I'm back to my old ways. I actually need one of those, too. <laughs> this is about a two-month-old Miller Lite, so you're more than welcome to it. It's been yeah. sitting in the sun and everything else, and I popped it in the fridge whenever I got home from work this afternoon because it's the last one. Yeah, I uh, took an L this week for the first time in four weeks. I'm sure everybody loves hearing that. The Pillow Fighters put up whatever's whatever's less than a pillow fight is uh that was uh that was like a sock em boppers fight <laughs> no yeah. that's more that's more hefty than pillows that man. is true you know they they did say it's more fun than a pillow fight it's just a it was like a feather tickle fest it was a, that, a, a nice goose down comforter fight yeah that me and luke were going at each other with but it was bad to a loss you took a pretty hefty loss not a hefty loss, a very, a hefty weight. In it, it stung. <laughs> this this one honestly stung more than losing the Luke one twenty two and a half to, to one twenty two, and I don't yeah. know why. I don't know if it's because Luke was so much far farther ahead of me whenever I and did you were take catching that out of him. But it, I don't know, man. Me and J Bell went head to head for the second time. I crushed him the first time, and he he crushed my hopes the second time. Yeah, like you had said, if uh, if Dak hadn't have thrown that interception, would yeah. that have been a tie? Yeah, you would have no, tied. No, I, I, and... I would have won. I would have had one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I would have had one fourteen. I think is what I would have had if Dak hadn't thrown the interception. But even with the interception, I was one and a half points away. So. If you if you take away that and we both have one thirteen and a half, I would have won off of bench points. But it's fantasy football, man. That's that's the way it rolls. It's it's uh it's coming down to it. I may not win another game this year. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh I'll take my seven wins. I'll go and I'll, I guess I'll go down go down with that. But uh, it's not looking good for me. It's a, I'm, I've got injuries. The buys are continuing to hit and I'm not, I'm pulling, pulling the diggings. I don't, I think I'm done. Just like not calling it quits, but my team, it, it does not match up with other teams in our league. Like it yeah. just can't yeah, maybe I, Forrest. I could probably beat Forrest, but <laughs> I, I don't know how the, the official diggy bowl is going to turn out, but it's looking like it's going to be me. Possibly at the very bottom, me. Depends on what J-Bell does this week. Uh, and then J-Bell, and then potentially Logan and Forrest, unless Logan, for some reason, manages to claw his way up out of it and locks himself into, like, you know, sixth place or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, – I think Luke was right earlier this week. I think I – don't, I don't see this going to anybody other than other than Jordan Clark – yeah, that's I mean, that's that's my my bid for the for the burgundy this year. 
That's that's who I would bet on. But I hope I'm hoping that in me saying that 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 just jinxes everything, <laughs> and then Jordan doesn't win another game this season. That'd be awesome. But hey, man, you uh, never know. You never you know. know. It's right. So I I was. This is a conversation that happened a couple of weeks ago that I kind of wasn't a part of, but was there ever a 100% factor in like determining how the diggy is going to work this year and how that's happening? I don't think there is. Uh, I'm, <laughs> there was so much talk that we had back and forth. It ended up being a statistical analysis that I didn't yeah, really feel was, like reading through. It was almost like we had all went back to some type of statistics class, and we were, you know, talking about giving giving the seventh place person a, a, a like a thirty point uh, handicap, I guess you could call it, uh, where they would essentially start out with an imaginary thirty points ahead of whoever their opponent was. 20 points for eighth place, 10 points for ninth. And then if you were in 10th or yeah, if you were in 10th place, you literally had straight natural points. See, I don't like that. I mean, I know I, you guys I, are all about it. I think that essentially guarantees whoever goes into the Diggy Bowl in 10th place is winning the Diggy Bowl. Pretty much. And, and it takes care of a lot of other variables doing it that way. But uh, I, I don't know. That's just a lot of convoluted bullcrap that i don't think needs to go into it what's wrong with just doing whoever has the worst record that's what i'm saying i i don't i don't know man uh, and i i'm fine with doing a worst overall record as long as we do the the full cutoff point on where we do it yeah it needs to be into the season yeah it, it, needs, it needs to be, to be the total season it needs Not, to be after week 16 yep and whoever point. has the whoever has the worst record at the end of week 16 should get it and if those if there's tied records then whoever has scored the least amount of points should get it yep uh that's my opinion i don't i mean i'm not saying we got to do this but that's and, just and even as as one of the guys who scored the least amount of points um oh interesting i, I just cut my own self off here logan sent me something earlier today that I thought was very, very interesting. You know, he is our, our resident. I need to check his spreadsheets. It's been a while since I've looked back at those. He's our uh, resident spreadsheet expert. Yeah, he's here. the league scribe. And uh, let me get back to this text that he sent me because it was average, actual points per game average through week nine. Jay Clark, 134.06. Antoine. So this is one, average, like, th- this total is average points, points fantasy points, points per scored game through week nine. Okay. Jay Clark is at 134.06. Antoine is at 129.44. Diggins is 121.5. Jay Bell is 120.61. Man, those are close. Yeah. Hayden is at 119.33. Logan is at 119.28. Then it takes a fall. You were at 109.56, so you were 10 points behind Logan, and look at the comparison of y'all's records and J-Bell's records. Right. And then Forrest has 109 flat, so he is .56 points behind you. Then it takes another five-point fall and goes to Luke at 104.56, and then me, probably because of the 40-point game, followed up with an 87-point game right after it, (laughs) 102.33. The 40-point game. My team shit the bed for two <laughs> weeks in a row. 
40 points and then 87 and a half whenever I beat Logan. I beat him 87 and a half to 86 and a half. Yeah. But if, that, that if is our need... actual points per game average through week nine. I'm still down to help with like some free therapy after that 40 point game. Dude, I'm, if, uh... I'll, I'll sign up for it. <laughs> that's, that's awful. Um, yeah, so judging by that, I mean, that's it's me, you, Luke, and Forrest if we're going average points into the Diggy Bowl here. But luckily, my record is great, yeah. so I don't think that I'm going to be down there. But I also don't think that I have much of a chance of uh, making making the Burgundy Bowl. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. That needs to be decided, though. There needs to be, yeah, there needs yeah, we, to be a need, conversation. We need something definite on that. For sure. Okay, so getting into it this week, continuing to talk about horrible things, we will do this. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll help you find it. I can't find any other dumb mistake other than myself. Uh, Jordan Clark nominated himself for uh, starting Amendola, but I, I mean that's, I don't. I don't see that as a just a dumb decision. It's just something that didn't really work out. Uh, mine was a dumb decision for starting Deshaun Jackson over Sammy Watkins, um, and so I am I am crowning myself the bonehead of the week this week. But honestly, coming down to I had Sammy Watkins in my lineup all week long, and the reason that this happened is because I. I, if I had kept him in, I would have won. Uh, we, me, Luke and I would have tied, and we, uh, I would have won with bench points. Yeah. But And so that's the main reason. He had, he had zero points on his bench. Yeah, he, well, had, yeah, he had four, four guys players on bye. Four guys on a bye, and then Pat Mahomes that didn't yeah, play. didn't play, and then Valdez Scantling, who's not essentially done nothing all year. Right, so... At, a lot of this was getting into my head of making the trade, Philip Lindsay and Deshaun Jackson, uh, giving getting them from you for Sony and OBJ, and thinking that was dumb and just like, okay, well here we go. This is his week. He's back. If he's in, I'm playing him. Uh, coach came out, said he's in. So into the lineup he went, and Sammy has been totally inconsistent and all over the place. So yeah, that's where we're at, and I lost because of it. So, yep. what I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, you you could not not to, you know, I I guess with mine I didn't really see it coming, even though I theoretically should have. Um, if you go back and look at my lineup, I would have won by landslide had I played Emmanuel Sanders in the position of. Let's see. Well. I say this, and then now I'm not even freaking prepared for it. <laughs> in, in no world would I have ever done this, but had I played Emmanuel Sanders instead of Devontae Adams with seven and a half points versus 20 and a half. Or, well, yeah, you can you know, look at it that way, but that, that wasn't a decision that was had been finalized and then changed yeah. I mean, last second. Devontae you Adams know, comes for, back. I have to start him. I have sat on him for five weeks now right. with him not playing. And that's and that's kind of where I was too. Is like, okay, this guy's back. I've already put my faith in this player by making yeah. this trade, and 
I've got to put him in and I've got to, I've got to go down with it. And, uh, if I hadn't, then would have, uh, it'd be eight and one right now, but I'm not. So there's that. Uh, yeah. So next, next portion of this, we are gonna do, we're going to do a 500 IQ play of the week here. And the sound clip for that is this. Actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. It's amazing. Uh, uh, we're giving it to uh, Logan. Logan this David week. David Johnson is questionable. David Johnson is questionable. And questionable he was, which is why uh, Kenyon Drake coming into Kenyon Drake coming into the, the Cardinals for the first week going up against the like number two defense in the league right now. Yeah. Awesome run D. Awesome everything D. I would I wouldn't have started Kenyon. There's no way I would have started Kenyon Drake in this matchup. This is a horrible matchup for for a running back and for against the Cardinals who are awful. And Logan had the cojones to throw him in there and got some major points because of that. Yeah, projected at 10.7, and he scored 26. That's that's about the best you could ask for. Yeah, so. And um, also, worth noting, after we criticized this man for having Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones in his lineup whenever he lost, throws <laughs> them back in there, and you get 21 and 22. I mean, people have learned not to, not to, uh, yeah, th- take this, anything. This is not what to you take any. When you said mediocre fantasy analysis. Exactly, that, that is what we are. This is mediocre there, fantasy football. You do not, you do not get your fantasy advice here. <laughs> um, yeah, because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that was a good idea. But they did it again. And they both had great weeks. <laughs> really, the only thing you can attribute that to is the fact that they have zero run game right now. Right. And Matt Stafford looks like Matt Stafford from like seven years ago. Yeah, he's slinging it. But Kenyon Drake he is here. He's a gunslinger, and he is just looking for people to connect with. Yeah, Kenyon Drake is the great play. Uh, so yeah, so you, you're the you're the smartest man right now, Logan, or maybe just the guy with the most dumb luck. I don't know, but that was good, good stuff. So Solid. we'll see if there's one of those next week. All right, moving along here. We're going to have a call in from our boy, Scary Harry. I'm not sure what he's up to this week. I don't know what we have for, I don't know what we have in store. I imagine he's probably going to be upset about that Adam Thielen move. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, I hear he's a pretty big fan of fantasy football and in this fantasy league. So he's got a, he's got a quick little recap for us. We're going to see what, see what he's up to. Scary Harry here, call in once again to the show. Been in Las Vegas, partying with strippers. I spent 10 grand on some ass and titties. Did a lot of cocaine as long as the Las Vegas Strip. But we're going to talk about fantasy football today <laughs> for five short and sweet minutes. My matchup went up against Logan. 163 and a half to 124. Russell Wilson, five total touchdowns for 39 fantasy points. Kenya Drake. 110 yards and a touchdown for 26 fantasy points. I told you to start him. Why am I? Why am I like this? Le'Veon Bell with 15. The Detroit receivers. 21 for Galladay. Marvin Jones Jr. with 22. Hunter Henry with 11 and a half. 
my side of the ball, decided to go and trust Minshew Mania. He got me seven points and threw two picks. Let's go ahead and bring Nick Foles out, you trash, mustache, creepy-ass motherfucker. Chris Connolly, in turn, got four points. Let's look at my bright spots. Melvin Gordon, 23 and a half points. Carlos Hyde, 14. Tyreek Hill with six receptions, 140 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen did not play. Hurt his hammy once again. I am plagued with injuries. <laughs> Jarvis Landry on my bench with 14 points. Lamar Jackson sitting on my bench with 28. And Duke Johnson with 15 and a half. You hate to see it. Indeed you Next do. matchup, Colton versus J-Bell. It was a close one. Jordan Bell comes out ahead, 113 to 111 and a half. Let's start with Colton's side of the ball. Dak Prescott, 21 points. Nick Chubb, 10. Jalen Samuels, 12 and a half. D.K. Metcalf with 23 points and Odell Beckham with 10 and a half. Michael Gallup also 10. On Colton's bench, Emmanuel Sanders with 20 and a half and Adrian Peterson with 12 and a half. Yikes. Jordan Bell, Aaron Rodgers, 12 points. Mike Evans, 30. Lockett with 33 and a half points. 13 receptions, 152 yards, and two touchdowns. That will get the job done. Next matchup, Forrest versus Antoine. This one wasn't too close. Antoine, 117. Forrest, 78. Forrest with Jameis Winston, 19 points, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, Eight and a half. Freeman with one and a half. Keenan Allen, five and a half. Not much going on on this side of the ball. Antoine with Josh Allen getting two touchdowns for 160 yards. Ezekiel Elliott only managing to get 13. Leonard Fournette with nine and a half. Amari Cooper with 16. And George Kittle with a touchdown and 79 yards for 16 points. And the Cowboys defense. Antoine started the Cowboys defense, and they got him 19 points. Next matchup, Pillow Fighters versus Luke. McKenzie fell short to Luke, 96 to 86 and a half. Look at the scorecards. The Pillow Fighters doing justice to their name. Brito with nine right. points. Anderson with four. Ingram with seven. Jackson with a half a point, and the 49ers defense with two. Deshaun Watson did get you 19. Phillip Lindsay with 15, and Hopkins with 14. Not enough to beat Luke O'Paul this week. Kirk Cousins, 20 points. Derrick Henry, 22 and a half. Chris Carson with 11. Stephon Diggs, a half, one and a half points. And Howard, a 14 and a half. You finally played him. <laughs> Final matchup of the week. Jordan Clark versus Team Diggins. Tom Brady, 13 points. Christian McCaffrey, 33 and a half. White with 14. Samuel, 14 and a half. D. Moore with 13 and a half. Not a lot. The Patriots only got three points on defense. Let's have a fucking parade. <laughs> the score was 124 and a half to 117. Favoring Diggins. His side of the ball, Matthew Stafford, 24 points. Barkley, 11. Cook, 13. Robinson, got your whole half point. 
Zach Ertz, though, finally showed up. 20 and a half points. Montgomery, 20 and a half points as well. Josh Jenkins, 24. That's a pretty good winning formula right there. On the bench, fan favorite Popcorn Sutton with 13 and a half. You didn't need him. <laughs> you didn't need My him. team is banged up. I know some other injuries are going around as well. You hate to see it. But looking at the stopwatch here, that's been 300 seconds. As always, if you don't love fantasy football, then f*** you. That's it. Scary Harry. Looking what at the stopwatch. I still Look, wonder if he drives. Looking at the stopwatch. Oh, the stopwatch. Yeah, the stopwatch. Oh, the stoplights. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving down I-49, screaming at his phone. Oh, good stopwatch. He did it. He does a good job of making that. He does. All that, the that seconds. Is, that is a solid summary for five minutes. That'll do it. Yeah, so as stated, um, in our recap here, I I want to start with the one he started with, which was... Um, him and Logan. Him and Logan. So Hayden versus Logan here. And the one reason why I want to start this is because, Colton, you and I have got some crow to eat because... Melvin Gordon and Carlos Hyde, uh, uh, Mel or Carlos Gordon or Mel, whatever I've been yeah, calling yeah. them. Melvin Hyde and Carlos Gordon. Uh, that they showed out. Yeah. And they, there, there's no way that Chris Carson gets the same total by himself as what both of those guys did last week. Or Chris Carson got 11 last yeah, week. I'm I'm just saying, even even yeah. if you were able to mold them into one player. There's no way Chris Carson would have hit that total. Exactly. So, so we are once again. I mean, we're we're talking. Is that forty forty seven and a half points between yeah. the two of them? That's that is great for two running backs. Thirty seven, but that's still a lot. Yeah, you know, hey, whatever. I, I don't know how to math. <laughs> uh, who needs it? Yeah, man. So so that's working out. If you can get that. If that continues to uh, to be a thing, then good stuff. Hope hope that hope you you make the best of that trade because that, that looks Tyreek great. Tyreek came through for him. He did. I mean, Six even, for, oh. even without you know, even though he didn't get the win here, you know, Tyreek still got really good production. He is and incredibly fast. Mohamed Sanu that that one surprised me honestly the most. I mean, he was yeah. just like Tom Brady's go-to guy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good waiver pickup. But going back to Tyree Kill, did you see him chasing after Damian Williams? Yes. In, the, in that 91-yard touchdown run? Yeah. He had to have been going. I mean, he's flying. Like It looked like Damian Williams was going fast, but then you got Tyree Kill coming up to him looking like he's just standing still. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, his, he, his, his, his Twitter handle is Cheetah for a reason. For real. So yeah. So other side here, we've already talked about the 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 Lions, the Lions crew here, Kenny Do- Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, and I think you're exactly right. They don't have a run game, and you see Stafford just bombing the football, just yep. chunking it, and one of these guys is going to catch it. Um. So yeah, I mean, sure, great week. Me personally, I still don't want them both on my team. 
but uh, it's hard to it's hard to say that when you when this happens. Yeah. Oakland's awful though, so you got to take that into consideration. Yeah, and I honestly thought that Oakland's defense was better than that. I I, I really I really expected more, which I mean you know the Lions still lost thirty one twenty four, but you know I was I expected more or less output from the Lions, but more from Oakland, I guess. But I guess that's what happens when you put your faith in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mentioned it before, Russell Wilson, five touchdowns. This was the overtime game, and so whenever that happens and you got a quarterback going off, you know that there's going to be all the fantasy production in that yeah, overtime. And I, that was a game that I sat there and I, I constantly refreshed – my app on my phone, you know, watching the, the, the fantasy cast. And I saw the first touchdown I saw happen was Russell Wilson to the Hollister guy. And I was like, who the hell is Hollister? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's it's some random dude. It's it, an, an, one of those anomalies. And I'm like, it's, it's yeah, going to be DK having a great game. It's going to be DK and Tyler Lockett. And that's exactly what it was. It was DK, Tyler Lockett, DK, Tyler Lockett. I mean, it was just back and forth, back and forth. And then the freaking touchdown to win the game, I'm like, yes, this is going to go to DK. And he threw it to him and got like a pass interference or something, half the distance to the goal, whatever. Throws it again. And from the video that I watched, DK was open, but who caught it again? Hollister. In the words of yeah. Scary Harry, you hate to see it. You do hate to see it. He seems like a great, I mean, he had a great game. Athletic guy. Uh, Russell Wilson can do some crazy stuff, though. Yes, he can. I'm a bit bit scared this week with the 49ers defense, but we'll see. I'm kind of, see, I'm, I'm concerned about what their usage is going to be. Not necessarily this week because it's still really fresh but what their usage is actually going to be for Josh Gordon. I Because, I mean, if you think about it, Tyler Lockett is clearly their number one guy. DK is that big target that you want to throw the 50-50 ball to. And technically Josh Gordon would fit in there, but what do you do with – isn't it DJ Moore? Yeah. David Moore. He's gone. Uh, or not gone, but he's essentially irrelevant now. And I think that this hurts DK Metcalf a lot. Uh, I, I know it does because, you know, Russell Wilson likes to throw downfield and DK is not as fast as Josh Gordon. So as far yeah. as beating coverage, it's really going to be vertical balls only or goal line shots, which is fine with me. I mean, if they target him in the end zone and he catches it, you know, and it's a, a four-yard pass, I could care less. But uh, I, I, I hate that it takes away some of my downfield threat with him. Yeah, continuing to talk about uh, your guys here, the this matchup, we chatted a bit about at the beginning, but uh, you took a loss one and 11 and a half to Jay Bell at 113. Did not get the win due to a Dak Prescott interception. Started the game off <laughs> with an interception. Yeah. So, you do hate to see it. Jalen Samuels. How does he have 12 and a half points 
with 10 yards and a fumble. Because he caught 13 passes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 13 for 73. My gosh. Yes. He caught 13 passes. He caught that every pass dumb. that he was thrown. He went 13 for 13, set a new franchise record, and passed Le'Veon Bell as the That's leading receptions on the amount of amount of receptions for a running back. Yeah, and they, they were all like freaking dump-offs. Like, I mean, there, there was nothing that was above <laughs> so Just yards. like Mason Rudolph was, oh, God, here you go. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and I, I actually stayed – with Logan uh, during the day on Sunday and watched that game with, with the resident Steelers expert. So I, I was a Steelers fan for, for the, the, the four hours that that game went on or three hours, however long it really was, whatever. But it was yeah. a good game. I, it, it, was, it was hard to watch uh, Adam Vinatieri shank a field goal because, Ooh. you know, dude, dude has been the Iron Man for his whole career. And he's just – he's taking a turn for the worst. Yeah, it's going downhill for the old man. Is Grant, he still the oldest oldest player in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, he's still the oldest active active player in the NFL, like 43 years old or something like yeah. that. Where are you at on OBJ right now? Uh, I rolled him out this week because I had to. Or I, I say that I had to. I could have played Emmanuel Sanders and I would have won. But I I was I was thinking it was going to be a really good matchup for OBJ this week. <clears throat> and while I'm not upset with ten and a half points, I know that it could have been way better. the The biggest deal, man, is Baker's just got to start throwing him the ball. Yeah, I don't have the targets listed. You know, ESPN only gives you the receptions. Yeah. Um, but the target number is what you want to be looking at for OBJ. Um, if you're going to continue to see if you need to be confident in him or not. But uh, 5 for 87 is not too bad, but he's just a great player. And you want you want more for that. I really don't get the Browns. I, I don't that, either. And, you know, I originally I was really kind of down about Kareem Hunt coming back because I know what his talent level is. But honestly, I think it's a good thing now. Like, I've I've really kind of sit there and, and watched other teams that function well with two running backs. Yeah. And it's almost like having a pass threat running back opens it up for everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Because you can put you can put them both out there. Yeah, you know Chubb and Hunt can both still hit the field, and, and, and right now Nick Chubb has like an eighty-two percent share of rushes in the Browns' offense, highest in the NFL. Yeah, and in my opinion, that is too high. He's he's not going to. I I don't foresee him lasting a long time if he maintains an eighty-two percent share of of touches. Yeah, and you know you're not getting like like an Edo Smith or a uh, Ty Johnson. No, I mean or, you're, you've got Kareem Hunt. He was yeah. he was the number one guy on the highest powered offense last year, and you know he's he's like running number two. You know I I don't at this point I don't care if he comes in and breaks off a good run. 
because they're still going to rotate him and Chubb because they're both really talented players. And I feel like that may open up the defenses a little more where Baker is not going to be, you know, flushed out of the pocket all the time. And that's that's whenever he makes horrible throws. Right. Hopefully so. Uh, this, man, I just keep seeing players from this Seattle-Tampa Bay game um, looking over at Ben. then Jay Bell has Lockett and Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah and I, so. I mean, I, I went against, what is that, 60? 63 and a half. Yeah, 63 and a half points just off two wide receivers. And you got 23 points out of that same game from yeah. a wide receiver. Yeah, and that's that you know that's that's another thing that was kind of like uh you know Galladay and Jones or Jones Jr. You've got Lockett with thirty three and a half points and DK still managed to get twenty three. You know that's if 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 he can maintain some kind of usage even with Josh Gordon in the mix, uh, where he's still still a touchdown threat, I guess I'm still happy with rolling him out every week. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest letdown, aside from Dak opening the game with a interception, is uh, Mark Andrews again. I mean, I I don't know what to do at tight end. I, I there there's no one out there that I can pick up that I trust. You know, you got guys like Darren Fells from uh, from Houston who occasionally gets a touchdown, but other than that, he doesn't get any work. And then, you know, I, I could go try to snag this Hollister kid that just got two touchdowns for Seattle, but then what does tight, that leave me if he gets – Tight ends are always a mess on waivers. Um, I mean, you can – I mean, I think that – I don't think that you need to get any of those waiver guys over Mark Andrews. I think that I mean, Mark if, Andrews has had two tough weeks, but I think that going forward – yeah, there's some tough matchups, but see, I think that you're better is, off though, with him than any waiver guy. It's not even the matchups, though. The Ravens are successfully using three tight ends. They have Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, and uh, Hayden Hurst. They have three tight ends, and they all three rotate in and out. They're all three good blockers, and they're all three good at catching. Uh, and yeah. I, I just it, it's there's like there's it's like a freaking tight end by committee. It's an odd, odd system, but yeah. I guess. But I mean, that's an odd offense in itself. You got a quarterback that's as much of a threat as what Mark Ingram is as running back. <laughs> uh, J Bell's team honestly had a horrible week. Yeah. Except for Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Uh, I mean, j has, has put up 188 and 190-point weeks so far right. this year. Aaron Jones, Tevin Coleman both had just dud weeks. Mm-hmm. Marlon Mack also not a high week. Uh, and these are guys that are that on his huge weeks, I mean, they're popping off giant numbers. So Aaron Rodgers also only 12 points, 161 and a touchdown. So it J Bell's fine, but that he I think he lucked out lucked out last week against you. Yeah. Uh let's talk about let's see, who's up next? Forrest and Antoine. 
Bars only 78 up against Antoine 117. Um, let's see what hurt Forrest the most is his whole team. <laughs> uh, no, Royce Freeman, uh, point and a half. Then you got Jimmy Graham with three. Chicago's defense is a facade and uh, is not that great. Chris, Chris Godwin not popping off 30 points hurts him a lot. That's true. Nine and a half Keenan is. Allen having a low day. Julian Edelman. 11 points. I mean, that's that's about the norm, I guess. It's a recipe him. recipe for disaster. Miles Sanders also has had some big games and he also didn't did, happen. He also had Julio and Gurley both on buys. So. Right, right. Not that Gurley has yeah, done not, not spectacular. Yeah, not that Gurley has been the Todd Gurley of old, but I'm I'm really anxious to see what's going to happen come playoff times. If, yeah. as, long, as long as the Rams are able to pull it off and get in there, I'm, I don't know I'm anxious if, will. if this will be the true test to see if they've really been limiting Gurley this whole season. I'm I'm tired of talking about it. It's <laughs> it's uh it's, it is what it is. Um, Ronald Jones, what do you think about Ronald Jones? I haven't I haven't been a Ronald Jones believer in that that he would actually be the guy in Tampa Bay. Um, they've talked about that's what they want. Yeah, he was, you know, he's in that place because that's where they want him to be, but they've never actually given him an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an odd offense for the situation, but things seem to be seem to be trending up for him to be the starting running back there. Yeah, uh, sixty-seven I mean, yards and a touchdown. That's essentially what it looks like. I I don't because the other guys, what isn't it? Peyton Barber's the only other Peyton one. Peyton Barber, really, it's yep. the only other nameable one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I haven't seen anything really decent at all from Peyton Barber. So or Ronald Jones. I mean, yeah, I mean, really hadn't seen anything decent from Ronald Jones, but aside from this week, their running backfield has been atrocious all year, and they go back and forth. It's like it's like Denver's running game, but bad, where they essentially they go back and forth with who gets what, mm-hmm. but they don't produce. And it's just been really hard to make the decision on what to do, but I don't know. It's they like him. I don't know if I'm still a believer, but maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah. I'll probably be wrong. Aiden See, likes him. He, he, he went, tried to get him earlier in the year. He had 18 carries for 67 yards. Did he have any? He had two receptions for 15 yards. Huh? I mean, that's. No, it's a great game. He had a great, it's a great game. game for him. Yeah, for sure. One one touchdown. The, the the touchdown essentially made it a good day. But you you expect at least a touchdown out of a good running back. So. So, but do you think that he's a startable guy over some of the other guys that could be either in a flex or a starting running back? Uh, I mean, if you had if you had Forest team, would you start Ronald Jones over Royce Freeman? Given it would it would all be matchup dependent for me, uh, because see I I look at Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, and I almost see like hey we're gonna alternate which week one of you does good, which last week Royce Freeman didn't do good either. So I mean he's kind of trending down right now. Well, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, 
I haven't a couple of weeks ago they were literally fifty fifty. Yeah, and now it's see now we're getting back to the point of where we were last year with this same conversation with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, where where Philip Lindsay really started coming on and why I drafted him in the fourth round this year. Because I was expecting them to come in with Lindsay being number one, but instead it was literally a split backfield. Right. We'll see. But but I I think that if it was me, even though I just said that I'm not a Ronald Jones believer, I like his schedule more. And if he continues to get the production that he has, I would start him over Royce Freeman. Yeah, I, I would. And given, given the week and depending upon what kind of trend Philip Lindsay was going on, if, if he's still rolling like he is right now, I would definitely start Ronald Jones over Freeman. It just kind of depends upon the matchup, I guess. Antoine. Antoine's side. George Kittle, good game. Six for 79 and a touchdown. Welcome back, I guess. Um, Mari Cooper did all right. Four for 80 and a touchdown. But Juju Smith-Schuster still not on the bench. And two and a half points, three receptions. Yeah, that's Ugh. that's bad. It is. It's bad. Um, I, I don't know. One, one thing that did happen... This last week, I, I, I guess you can officially say that it has happened now, is that Frank Gore has officially passed on the torch to Devin Singletary. Yeah, Devin Singletary is the man. Um, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be in there somewhere. Um, but who do you replace him with? I don't know. Do you really have the confidence to sit Juju because he's a great player and matchups look okay? I mean that that's a tough that's a toughie because you can't uh, replace Fournette or Elliott. I um, think if if Antoine gets a good look of Josh Gordon this week, like as, as I, I, I'm I'm saying, keep Josh Gordon on your bench for week ten uh, is is what I'm saying for sure. Um, as far as Juju, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe replace him with Singletary this week and just see what happens. Because they are playing the Browns, I believe Buffalo and the Browns. Because mm-hmm. um, Pittsburgh has got who are they playing this week? I just went blank. Do they play tonight? No, they don't play no, they tonight. Don't play tonight. I just totally went blank on who they're playing. Let me click on it real quick. And look. Pittsburgh. They play the Rams. They're playing the Rams. That's right. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of hard to sit Juju against the Rams, but I don't know. That's that is a tough decision. But so what what, right. what I was going to say before I just completely obliterated my own self here, if <laughs> if Josh Gordon comes out and he gets good good work this week against Tampa Bay, I think it's safe to say that you lock in Singletary as a flex position and potentially lock in Josh Gordon as a flex position and you leave Juju on the bench. Maybe so. Fournette has a bye this next week, so I assume that Antoine is going to be starting Devin Singletary in that spot or maybe even over Austin Eckler. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, Eckler still managed 11 points with even with Melvin Gordon getting. He's an okay flex, but Antoine that, that, has a that lot of options. Week week. He has a lot of options that he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of tough choices. Yeah, so you, you you drafted him a really good team. I did. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Uh, Jay Clark versus Diggins. This is the previous matchup of the week here. We thought it was going to be close, and it was close. Um, coming down to the wire, Diggins 124.5 to Jay Clark 117. Heck of a this, game. this came down to uh, Monday night, right? Yep. Was it came a Monday down night to game? Saquon versus. Um, who, who did it come down? Uh, I just went blank again. Man, I'm terrible. <laughs> was was Jordan already locked in at 117? He might have been. But wait, then, no, no. Uh, he, he had he had the Seahawks kicker, so he did have the kicker playing. Well, that wasn't on Monday that, that night. Was, that was on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm. It's Giants and Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a uh, Golden uh, Tate. Golden Tate versus Saquon is what he had. That's that's what happened. Man, that was way too complicated to yeah. figure out than it yeah. should have been. Um, yeah, I blame, so I blame, I blame a lot of Knockwill and that can of beer. <laughs> sure, that's what I mean. I think that I think that Jay Clark was ahead coming in, and yeah, I'm pretty sure Jay Clark was ahead, and was also ahead for most of this game up until uh, kind of close to the end but Saquon only 28 yards what is up with this oh I don't need that Dallas's defense was was good evidently so don't let Luke hear that and then but. and then they had that freaking garbage touchdown there at the very end that made them look even better but right they were doing good before the garbage time touchdown so that's a, I mean, that's a disappointment, and Dalvin Cook also struggling. So, really, looking at where his points came from is like we said, you've got Stafford throwing for over 400 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so dumb. Uh, David Montgomery, 20 and a half. Zach Gertz, 20 and a half. David Montgomery, I really wish was on my team. Really bad, but yeah, trade yeah, offers at this he- point. You know, I I will eat crow on this one too, uh, specifically this week. I mean, not you did call week. out David Montgomery I, earlier, but you know he he had been down, and he did yeah. play against Philadelphia's defense, and Philadelphia's defense is for the most part garbage. Even though that I stuck with them and played them this week, and they somehow managed to get nine points. Thank you, Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, but you've also so you've got those big players. Uh, the Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery combo is fantastic. Yeah, the fact and, that Diggins has Saquon, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and Josh Jacobs all on his team is insane. They all just can't perform well in the same week. No. <laughs> if he could get them all to go off, then he would be unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 talking about potentially a hundred points from four players if they all have good weeks. That's great math, Colton. Great math. <laughs> we have been mathematicians on this show. 
I mean, I, I, so I was far. just averaging 25 points a piece, you know, for four players. Exactly. You that's know, perfect. Four quarters makes a dollar. Therefore, 25 times four is 100. It does. Math. Correct. Correct you are. Um, so you've got those you got those three going off, but defenses from both sides, Seattle with zero points, and then New England throwing a parade. Throw, let's throw a parade. Still had two fumble recoveries, but 31 points allowed against the Ravens. Uh, super questionable coming into this, and yeah, three points. So you got to think that that I mean, is that why is that why Jordan lost? I mean, he's been he's I mean, been he's, he's carried been, on been, the back. He's, he's been used to a twenty point plus defensive production in just about every game. Carried on the back by your defense. It's real hard to lose whenever your defense gets that many points. It's also hard to lose whenever you have. McCaffrey, who is probably averaging like 33 points a, a, a game or 31 points a game. It's very dumb. Um, and we've talked about it before, how Cam could hurt that. He's not coming back. He ain't going to hurt it this year. It's <laughs> probably not going to hurt it next year either because I imagine Cam's time is done in Carolina. Maybe so. So it is still the Christian McCaffrey show. And, yep. Uh, hey Zach Ertz though I I didn't that did not yeah. even sit on me. It, we, Welcome we, back. We we talked about him last week too. Maybe this is yep. what happened. Maybe this is what we get for talking about other people. <laughs> they, because they I decided asked to show last up and play week football. if it was time to hit the panic button on Zach Ertz. Diggins did not hit the panic button on Zach Ertz, and he got twenty and a half points. Yeah, I agreed with you. I mean, the past three or four weeks have just been so down. Um, Zach Ertz, but this week, welcome, welcome, welcome back, back to the show, bud. You know, maybe, maybe this is opening up Philadelphia's eyes to say, hey, you know, this is the reason he had like 115 receptions last year. We need to pass it to this guy more. Right. You got New England next week, but then after that, on the playoff schedule, it's easy going with Miami, the Giants, and Washington. All so. three of those teams are horrible against tight ends. So Zach Ertz might be back. He might be good to go, but you gotta you gotta considered I'm gonna say his name his first name wrong again, but Goddard. Um oh, Dallas Goddard. I didn't remember what his first I almost said whatever whatever Derek or Darnold or whatever. I think you called him Daryl last <laughs> Daryl Goddard. That guy. Uh he's still he's still there making plays. Yep, he's still there. He's still he's still a thing. They're running the two tight end set heavy. Um, and so this may be a situation where which guys are going to be yeah. in some of these better matchups. Allen Robinson, I'm pretty sure that I talked him up last week too. And then I thought that because uh, I was talking about how bad Philadelphia secondary is and how, um, you know, you can carve them up and Allen Robinson was going to have a good game, but – that's I guess that's me trusting Mitch Trubisky. Yep, Allen <laughs> Robinson is one crazy wide receiver. He has got a lot of talent, and he's one of those that is suffering from a lack at the quarterback position. Yep. So going forward with him, you just got a bad quarterback. And he's had some great weeks, but I don't know. Hope for the best. Not much more to say here about these guys. Jordan's team is awesome. Austin's team is 
could be absolutely unstoppable if all of his players could perform at the same time. But, yeah, good game, good matchup. Last one, I forgot about it, but here it is. Um, it always always skip mine first, and then it ends up being <laughs> it ends up being last with the way uh, the way the app works. Um, the Pillow Fighters, myself, going up against Luke, eighty six and a half to ninety six. Uh, we talked about the tragedy of Deshaun Jackson and Sammy Watkins, but. A uh, good play that I was proud of, though, for myself was Devontae Parker. Yes. Trusting the Dolphins and making that happen. And he's definitely the number one now because Preston Williams is, like, on IR or something now. Yeah, he's done. Done for he's the season. Done for the season. And I am genuinely excited about having a Dolphins receiver on my team yep. for the rest of the year. Because he's locked that is in. a team that has to pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's locked in my lineup probably the rest of the year. Um, and that's fine. Cause I need, I need more points, please. Someone, someone help me. Um, but much like how I talk about, uh, Jordan Clark has been carried by the Patriots defense. I haven't been carried by the 49ers defense, but they have been very consistent. Yeah. And yeah, they, they have helped. They've helped me a lot. They've done their fair share. When I don't have that, it just bring brings the whole system down, and that my average pillow fighting port point margin was a lot lower there. But hey, Colton, <laughs> what what's? <laughs> I already know where you're going. <laughs> I already know where you're going. <laughs> Derrick Henry. 22 and a half. Yep. And you know what's <laughs> what's even more funny about this? He he pretty much did terrible for almost like the entire first three quarters. And then it's like, eh, whatever. Hey, let's just start. Let's start giving him the ball more. <laughs> and he just started feeding points. And Because I, I was checking the scores, like just looking through everybody's matchup while this game was going on. And, uh, I, I'm pretty and, sure he had zero points at halftime. Yeah, like he he was because I I looked at Logan and I'm like, <laughs> what I say? What did I say about Derrick Henry? <laughs> Why did you say that? That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's where and it came from. We 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 kind of forgot about it. I think we like I think we went to Whataburger and ate some breakfast and then came back and turned on the Steelers game like right after that game finished up because that was the early game in London, wasn't it? Carolina and Tennessee. No, that was uh, Houston and Jacksonville. Houston and Jacksonville. Man, I'm so mixed up right now. But anyway, I was cracking jokes about Derrick Henry and, you know, talking about how I was right and, you know, gloating about my my forecast and everything else. And lo and behold, he finishes with 22 and a half points. There you go. What have we learned? Don't trust anything that is said. (laughs) This podcast is strictly a parody. What are we even doing? Um, yeah, so... This, see, this is an explanation of why my fantasy season is where it is at. Yeah. My fantasy come season on here. is a nightmare season, so... You come on here, you say things, you're always wrong. Maybe, a, maybe maybe what's wrong is is I've, I've done the podcast too much this year. No, well, <laughs> I don't want to do it alone, so... Then, then, then my team would be the... I would get all the... 
all the bad stuff, all the negative mojo. But Derrick Henry, I don't know why you had to do that. That cost me a win. Um, I wish you would have been right, Colton, but you were oh, very, I, I very wrong. I was really wrong. hoping I was right, too. I was hoping that Luke would lose, and then I would win, and then I would have the leg up on Luke in our division. But I don't. Jordan Howard, he did finally start him. Um, this is one we have been right about. Yep. And, uh, yeah, 14 and a half, 82 against Chicago. I mean, this one great was game, hard great to start. not be right about. Look look at the guy's performances and look at how well he he does running the ball and how he protects the ball and you know, occasionally he catches a pass here and there. But you know, you, you had to see it coming. It, it was it was high time for Luke to finally throw Jordan Howard in the mix. And look at what it did. I also say that's a good start, but it can't be a good start because there's no other options for him to start. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 even if he did it because he had to, he still did it. Right. That's it's awful. But uh, Philip Lindsay, ninety-two yards and a touchdown on my team. I'm very excited about that. I hope you know we talked about the Royce Freeman side, but I'm hoping that you're right. I'm hoping that this is the second half. Philip Lindsay, he is incredibly fast and is like a worm. Yeah, he and is. He just, is the he is the squirmy worm. He is just good. wiggles his way. Uh, he's really fun to watch, and um, and see this. This is what happens. I, I I make a trade whenever I'm down on somebody, and you see what I've got with Sony Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you. But you see what I got with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, would, I would rather have a guy that occasionally gets 20 points or two points versus the guy that is now done for the season. Yeah, so it was officially a two for one trade. Uh, but I am very happy to have Philip Lindsay. I um, am glad to not have Sony. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I I did not want to let go of Philip Lindsay. I didn't. But you and did. That, but that that trade just enticed me. It, it enticed me too much. Uh, Luke side, Stephon Diggs, a point and a half. Even with Adam Thielen what playing in like the world. one snap. Uh. I yeah, it's your like, cousins had a great game too. I'm pretty sure that Laquan Treadwell was the number one guy, and he was the dude that dropped the ball like every time it was passed to him last year. Yeah, three passing touchdowns in this game too. So let me let me let me peep that real quick. I'm gonna look. You're just gonna up. give it a little peep. Just, just gonna, still. I'm just gonna give it a peep. Laquan Treadwell. Just a little peep. Uh, who he, caught those passes? Yeah. Who caught those touchdowns? Am I looking at this right? 2009. I don't want the 2019 season. He has he has six and a half points on the season. That may have been what he had last week was six and a half points. Maybe so. It was. He had six and a half points against Kansas City. Three for 58 and one. No, no, no touchdowns. Three for. So he did not catch any touchdowns. Who got those touchdowns? Don't tell me it was freaking Kyle Rudolph because I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll just drop my whole team right now and go pick up Kyle Rudolph. No, uh, I don't know. I'd forgot. I watched this game. I don't remember. He had nine um, and a half points, so he did something. Yeah. Anyway, that's an that's enough of that. So he uh, did get a touchdown. Hey, 
Kyle Rudolph, the man. Three for 23 and one touchdown. Targeted five times. All right, let's move it along. We've got a matchup of the week this week here, a little past the hour mark. This week coming up is Scary Harry versus Luke. This is a good matchup to talk about in division. We are in week, coming into week 10, over the hill, into the playoffs we go. Um, and things are things are very important. So Hayden is 5-4. and four. Luke is 4-5. and five. If Luke wins, he can tie it. Hayden and uh, Luke will both be tied at 5-5. Five and five. And if Hayden wins, he starts to pull away a little bit with Luke at 4-6 and six and Hayden at 6-4. and four. So this is a big game for this division. Um, I, I'd love to see Luke win to kind of stalemate things out, but it's, uh, it's important to talk about. So see, the, on, on the other hand, I don't want Luke to win. <laughs> right. Uh, being in the bottom half, I can see that <laughs> you want it to stalemate the other way. Yeah. Yeah, being being number five in the division, I'm I'm wanting Luke to fall a little bit more so I can hope to catch up. But at the same so time, I go up against Hayden next week. So projections here: Hayden one hundred five and a half to Luke one twenty four. What are you thinking so far about this? Oh. I think Luke's team, his projection is a little inflated. I, I'm honestly the most concerned with Patrick Mahomes coming back. What's concerning about you? You think it's not going to happen? No, no, not. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to come back. I, I, I think that questionable tag is going to be removed, and I don't want to see it because I, I like. I'm, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I like watching the Chiefs it's just a fun game to watch usually but I'm afraid for his risk of re-injury like I, I know at some point in time you know you you, you got to take the chance especially with your team in the position that it's in but man I'm, I'm worried that it's just too soon what do you buy with those statistics that after 20 days the odds of him there's like in like a twenty percent chance that yeah, it'll happen again I, or whatever. I don't know and how that, much I buy into all that, but I mean, and it, that, it, it makes sense. You know, I I don't there there wasn't anything surgically that they did, so that's good. Uh, but anytime you dislocate something, specifically a kneecap, I mean that's that's rough. He's he's on the and he, he is on the move a lot. And that's what I'm worried about is what's going to limit him. Not I'm not so much worried about him getting re-injured as what I am this 21.8 point projection that he has being a little too high. You know, I think that I'm with you there on that. That's a that's a high. That, I also think that Stephon Diggs is is inflated if. He comes. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to judge Stefan because he's and but they're going against Dallas, and we see what Dallas's defense just did against uh against the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean Not Dallas Seahawks, is ranked fourth. Saying the freaking Seahawks. Dallas is ranked fourth against wide receivers 
And so that's a tough matchup for Stefan Diggs yeah. coming off of a point and a half game. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, I think Mahomes is in and I think that he has a great game. Um, but the projection is a little high and, um, you know, this, this matchup against green Bay is also not the best. I mean, they're kind of right in the middle with what they can protect against quarterbacks. So, and you know, uh, the, the, the bigger, I guess, bigger question mark for me as a guy who had him for a couple of weeks before I inevitably dropped him is Damian Williams. You know, does his 91 yard touchdown that he cranked off last week that essentially saved his fantasy production day, does that equate to this all of a sudden now as the Damian Williams show? It's kind of trending that way because I'm pretty sure LaShawn McCoy has had like six carries in the last five quarters or something like that was one of the things that I listened to on ESPN. That's yeah, not, I, <laughs> that is essentially not getting used at all. I think that Damian Williams, I think it is the Damian Williams show. I don't think you see that performance again though. No, I, I don't. I, I think that it kind of goes back to what you were getting like you're, like against Green Bay, seven for thirty and a touchdown, nine to ten points. I think that's where Damian Williams is at. I don't, yeah. You're not getting twenty points again. No, and you know while Luke has him at a flex and he's he's projected at nine and a half, I think that's fairly secure that he might get to nine and a half. But he could also come out there and fumble the ball one time, and then and all then of a sudden LaShawn Andy Reid's like, "Hey, Lashawn, come here, bud." We're going to try something with you real quick. And then LaShawn McCoy goes out there and has a great day because Patrick Mahomes is passing the ball again. Yeah. And you've it's also got to be which which guy uh, clicks more with Patrick Mahomes back in. Yeah. And essentially, at the beginning of the season, it was – well, it, it wasn't Damian Williams because oh, – They were all over the place. Yeah, they were all over the place. You know, it, you, you didn't know which wide receivers to trust because they didn't have Tyree Kill. And then Damian Williams set out for a few weeks to rest up on his knee or whatever his issue. I think it was his knee that was an issue. You know, you you just you don't know who you can trust in that in that offense because it's such a good offense. But I I, I think Luke's projection realistically needs to be somewhere in the ballpark of like, I would say probably a hundred and seventeen. If I was okay, if I was yeah. going to nitpick that. And I think Hayden's might be a little bit of a low shot. Yeah. But at the same time, One, he is having to start J.D. McKissick. So, you know. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, that's that's terrible. He might Carlos be able to Hyde start James Conner, though. James Conner might play. Has he been totally ruled out for this week? Uh, Pretty much. Sleeper really? pushed out an ad, or a, a, a notification earlier that said that Tomlin did not expect him to play due to the shoulder injury. I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm reading now on ESPN. Yeah. All right. Well, that's rough. Yeah, he's Um, not expected to play against the Rams. I don't expect many points at all from McKissick, but back to Luke, who I do expect a lot of points from this week, is Michael Thomas. Yes, Michael Thomas is going to have a heyday. Atlanta's defense is awful. Um, I think you're getting 20, 25 points for Michael Thomas this week. You know who else could have, you know, I, and it's it's an undershot. For me, the reason I think it is an undershot 
is Austin Hooper has been great. New Orleans' defense is good, but Austin Hooper is essentially the guy, aside from Julio, in Atlanta. And then you've got Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown going up against Cincinnati, which is also a horrible defense. Yeah. So I think Hayden is undershot a little bit. I think realistically he should have been around like the 112, 113 mark instead of 105. And I think Luke should be like the 117 mark instead of 124. Yeah, so, I think that this is a lot closer than what than what, what we're actually seeing. What's the what's the call on Derrick Henry this week against Kansas City? I'm not going to make a call on Derrick Henry. <laughs> Every time I talk about him, he does good. <laughs> Kansas City is – their defense is ranked 30th against running backs. So Derrick Henry is slated to have an awesome game. But he most maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe um, the issue here is um, they they may not be able to run as much as they did uh, against Carolina. You know, if if Patrick Mahomes if they're ahead, which I'm assuming the Chiefs are going to be ahead, they're going to be passing it a lot more, and they're not going to be driving it up with Derrick Henry. Which is essentially why he didn't have any fantasy points in the first half of that last game. You could see that this entire game. Yeah. So, if I was going to make a bet, I would say that you're right about... Your call for Derrick Henry last week is more acceptable this week. I would agree with you. But I I, I accept your no comment. <laughs> Uh yeah, it, projections are swayed, but I I'm with you. I think this is a lot closer than what what ESPN is telling us. And what do those guys know? Yeah, exactly. What do those guys know? So if you were to pick a winner, who who takes it? Who becomes? Or what happens here? Hmm. Tough choice. Um, it is. I'm going to go with the dark horse, and I'm going to say Hayden. Scary, okay. t- scary Harry. Is scary Harry is the underdog here. Scary Harry and the Night Terrors are going to give Luke Night Terrors this week. I still think that Luke pulls it out because I think that he's got a lot more boom side players than Hayden does. Um. However, if I'm right about Derrick Henry, I think that that's just going to crap Luke's team and that it's going to be Hayden. I still think I'm going to go with Luke. He's got my vote. All right. We're um, split down the middle on this one. I need, and I need him to win for uh, to keep, keep Hayden away from the top of that division. So that's where we're at. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We will see this next week. Next week, we will report back. But all right, we need to be done, Colton. Whenever it's just me and you, these episodes are always so much longer, and I, I don't understand why that happens. It's mainly but. because I'm always so confused on what I'm actually talking about. <laughs> That's got to be the main reason. Talking in circles about nothing. Um, yeah. So. Week 9, closing it out, moving on into week 10. 
What are your final thoughts? Hoping to go get me a win. Going up, going so up against the Pillow Fighters themselves. I hope that hope that the Pillow Fighters can pull it out, but I do, you know, in in the wise words of of Diggins, I I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I think that you're <laughs> I think that you're going to crush me. You never know. But, I, I, I scored forty points with a lot of these players, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, give me that week again. Let's go. Give me that forty point week. I'm ready. Uh, my final thoughts are: don't trust anything we say. Yeah. And that's <laughs> best advice we can give. The best advice is no advice. Exactly, because it's fantasy you football. You you set what you want, by God, and that's that's, that's right. what you do. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, for me and for Colton. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.